0: So last week we looked at the names of God and there's a few things on the back table if you didn't get them. But if you weren't here, I think I got them to you. So, um, But if you want more, you can take those back there. This morning we're going to look at the names of Jesus and Lord Willow, we're going to look at the names of the Holy Spirit. So um, the first one starts off, with, it's the yellow colored one or orange and it has Almighty on it. The first one. And these are the names of Jesus. And. I'm doing this for a reason, because I want you to understand that this is who's living inside of you. If you're born again, if you've been saved, if you've confessed Jesus as Lord, he's living inside of you. This God is living inside of you. And as was already shared during worship. God is three God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we just need to make sure that we understand that because um, one of the things that we do is, is we act like we're not able. We act like we can't do it. We act like we're weak, like we're not smart enough. And I, I'm, you know, in the natural, you're not. You're right. All of those are true. But when you become born again, all of that should be fading away. You know, last week going through the names of God and realizing that in Philippians 4:13, he says, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now look, let's just be realistic here. You can't do everything. But whatever is before you, whatever comes down the pipe for you, God enables you to, to make it. You can stand against it. You can go with the flow. I mean, it is possible. But we have to know who's in us. We have to know what he's done for us. Because there's things that we're going to have to overcome and, and we're going to say, well, I can't do that. I can't overcome that. Yes, you can. You can he's in you all right almighty Jesus almighty and I'm I'm just going to kind of go through these hit the highlights revelation 1 8 and the meaning Jesus is all-powerful Christ is the all-powerful Lord nothing is beyond his reach or impossible for him isn't that awesome Now, to me, that gives me great hope because it doesn't matter how deep the pit is, how murky the pit is. You know, we think, well, we're in quicksand and he just can't pull us out of that. Yes, he can. He's almighty. The almighty is living in you. I mean, you know, what happens if you get up tomorrow morning and and if you're going to work, you say, "Okay, almighty, we're going to work today. Be a lot different, wouldn't it? Author and finisher, of, I mean, I, for me personally, I just love this one. (laughs) It's not my favorite, but it's like, really up there. Author and finisher. It's out of Hebrews, chapter twelve, verse two. He's the start and the finish. He's the omega, uh, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And here's what I like about this. And I right, try and look at me if, so you get this. If he's the first, the beginning, and he's the end, the last, guess what? He feels everything in between. And look, he's the beginning of your life. He'll be the end of your life. And he feels everything in between. That's what's so awesome. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And he's everything in between, too. I'm so grateful for that. You know, because when I think about that, I think, well, it says that he holds the whole world together in the palm of his hand. I'm thinking, what a big hand. I mean, this is how almighty God is. And he has chosen to live inside of us. I mean, if that doesn't get your feet dancing, then you're not breathing. You know, your toes ought to be wiggling right now. Beloved. Ephesians 1.6. And I'm not taking the time to read them. You can look them up. I know you will because you guys are awesome. Jesus is the center of God's love. Because God is love. Therefore, Jesus is love. And, and He's beloved. Branch isaiah Jeremiah Zechariah jesus is the shoot from David's line and then let me just read the insights here jesus is the offshoot of the line of david and the paradoxically also the root he is the vine on which we depend for life and nourishment isn't that awesome and you know and we'll get to this later but when I was going through this, it just reminds me of Jesus said in John 15, one, and we'll get to it in, at the end, but it says that he's the vine. Do you know the grapes and the fruit? They don't have to sit there and say, I'm going to be a grape." you know, I'm, I'm going to be a great, I'm going to be a, a tomato one day, you know, or I'm going to be a great peach. They don't do that. You know what they do? They live off the vine. That's all they do. They rest in the vine. On the vine. So if He's the branch, then we need to learn to rest in Him. Bread of life. John 6, 32-35. And He's our substance. So grateful for that. And then it says over in the last thing, living bread, living water. He's the bridegroom. And I love this because in the Old Testament, the bridegroom, he would go and he would prepare the place for him and his bride. And Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'm coming back for you. Hallelujah. And that bridegroom lives in us. And we need to have that on our minds so that we know that he's getting ready. So we have to get ready as well. Because while he was getting everything else ready, the bride got herself ready as well. Woo! Bright morning star, Revelation twenty two sixteen, 16. Jesus lights our way. Hallelujah. Carpenter. Oh, I love this one because um, you know, in Philippians it says that he took on flesh and blood so that he could be like us, so that he could save us. Here it is. He's a carpenter. And... He's working his skills in us. Hallelujah. Chosen one. Luke twenty three thirty five. Jesus is God's chosen one. And if God has chosen him, then he's chosen us because we're in him. Right? Hallelujah. Chief cornerstone. Diana, you want to share on this one? She's been preaching this one for like a week and a half now. Chief cornerstone. Jesus is our rock of safety. Hallelujah. Jesus is the cornerstone which the religious leaders rejected, but God, but which God chose from eternity to build his house, a temple of living stones. We can rely on him as our solid foundation. Hallelujah. I know she's excited. Jesus is the door. John 10, 9. He's our gateway. And He opens the way for us to go to the Father, but He also opens the way for the Father to get to us and to give us what we have need of. Emmanuel. And, you know, this is popular at Christmas time, but it needs to be popular all the time in our lives. God with us. And. You know, I I think of. um, When Jesus was born in the natural and it said that he would be called Emmanuel, God with us. And so probably in their minds, they're thinking that, okay, he's going to grow up. He's going to be with us. He's going to do great things. And then when he starts to do them, he starts doing all the miracles well, if you're smart, you would want to hang around them, right? Okay, so you're going to be with him. And so they're probably thinking, and, and it's probably true that they were thinking this way when after, the, after he was crucified and before their eyes were opened at the resurrection, they were like, well, he was our hope. Everything was going so well, and then he died. Okay, and so our understanding of God being with us is he's with us, and we're going to do the things he's doing with him. You know, he's going to do the things we're going to do it with him. But that's not really what God had in mind. God had. I mean, that is the beginning of it. But really what God had in mind is that he was going to be in us. And because he is in us, he is with us no matter where we go, no matter what we face, he's with us because he's in us. But again, I just want to encourage you, this is only if you believe, if you if you haven't placed your faith in Christ, this doesn't pertain to you. Hmm. So if you're listening and you haven't given your life to Christ, give your life to Christ. You know, my wife and I have often said so many times after dealing with your lives, how can people make it in this world without Jesus? I don't know how you do it. I don't know. Thank God He's with us. Hallelujah. Emmanuel. All right, Eternal Father. This is out of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. And He's forever. He is forever. He's the head of the creation of God. Faithful and true witness. Revelation 1.5 and 3.14 Jesus is faithful. Christ is truth in the flesh. His witness is always faithful. We can trust His Word. And you know... I just, just, again, the older you get, the more you see this reality in Christ, in God, the more you understand how, how faithful he is, you know, and we can go through life and we can miss out on what he's doing, but he's so faithful, you know, we've heard the testimonies before, you know, and she was. Diana was sharing about Mike having his stroke. And then later on, Sharon had her heart attack, probably while sitting here in church as well. And then we heard that. And then Sarah, I mean, you know, God is so faithful. He works everything out. And here's the thing that amazes me. I don't know how he does it. I have a hard time just keeping track of myself. And he he takes care of everybody. And then he aligns all of these circumstances and timing and stuff. And it's like, how do you do that, God? But he's faithful. And the awesome thing is, is he's in us. That faithfulness is in us. Whew. Firstborn. Hebrews 12, 23 and Revelation 5. Jesus is our elder brother. And, you know, I love it when it says that he's not ashamed to call us brothers. He's not ashamed. I love that. God, Jesus is God. Plenty of scriptures there. And uh, over in the related titles, fullness of God out of Colossians. You know, I I just want to tell you, if you want to get consumed with who God is, read Ephesians and Colossians. Um, By far, Colossians is my favorite book because it's short and sweet and it just talks about God. And Jesus, and it, it says in there, uh, Colossians 2, 9, he's the fullness of God. And, you know, it just kind of reminds me of how. Uh, uh, I think it was uh, Thomas said to Jesus, show us the father. And, and Jesus says to him. What? What are you talking about? Show us the father. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. Who? and he's living inside of us. Head of the church. Ephesians 5.23. And if he's the head of the church, he, he directs the church. And in this, I just want to remind you, church is God's idea. It's not man's idea. And you can bemoan about the church all day long, but the church is God's idea. And You may not think the church is doing everything that it, is supposed to do but I just want to remind you the church is God's idea and he's the one who's going to direct the affairs you can complain about it all day long you can be bitter about it all day long but I'm telling you he has a plan my encouragement to you is figure out how to get in line with that plan in the church quit complaining about it and that doesn't mean that the church is perfect either you know the church is made up of people who are saved by the grace of God which means that you know, I love the, the way Diana's dad used to say it. It's like Heinz 57 saw put it on the stake and Jesus says now love one another. You know, we get all these different kind of people different kind of backgrounds you're messed up from all kind of different directions and then we all come together and we're supposed to love one another and love Jesus. I'm telling you what we need God to be able to do that. And he's in us. Hallelujah. All right. High priest, apostle. I love this because he's our constant intercessor. He's the one supporting us. He's the one who, who is rooting for us the most. And the high priest in, in Old Testament times would go before the Father, go before God for the people. And so Jesus is going before the Father for us. On our behalf, you know, I mean, he might be like, hey, father, a little weird going on down there. You need to help them. He talked about all of us, you know, but that's how he is. He's a constant intercessor, holy one. He's perfect. Christ is without sin and evil, and because of this, he became the only perfect man to walk upon the earth. Therefore, he is the only one who could die to save us. Hallelujah. Hope. Jesus is our confidence, our constant hope. First Timothy one one. Jesus is our only source of hope in the world. His conquest of death gives us confidence now and for the future. And I love in Colossians 1.27 he says that Christ in you the hope of glory. We need to know that. Christ in us. The hope of glory. So that means you're going to be hoping for something. Well, he's your answer. Image of the invisible God. 2 Corinthians 4.4 Colossians 1.15 He's the perfect picture of God. And that's why it's so important that you don't neglect the Gospels that you, you're in it because as you see what Jesus did, that was He did what He saw and heard from the Father. He revealed the Father to us and the Father's heart towards us. He's Jesus. And Jesus saves. And that's uh, in the Greek it's Yahweh and in uh, Greek it's Jesus or Joshua, and it means salvation. So God provides it. Judge, ruler. We have the scriptures there. Jesus is our judge as well as our advocate and lawyer. And I say to that, hallelujah. Can you imagine the one who has the opportunity to convict you? He also stands to protect you and to be your advocate. Woo! Hallelujah. And that that sits well with Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He's going to judge us, but then he says, you know what? Let me take their punishment. What kind of judge is that? That's a good judge. All right, King of Kings. You did get everybody right? Yeah. King of kings. Revelation seventeen fourteen. So if he's king of kings, can I ask you a question? Is anybody over him? No. All right, that should settle it then. Lamb of God. John 1, 36, 1 Peter one sixteen Revelation chapter five chapter seven and being our Lamb of God, He's our sacrifice. He's Jesus is the fulfillment of the whole sacrificial system that God established in a pattern in the Old Testament and was fulfilled through Christ in the New Testament. It says that Jesus is the last Adam, first Corinthians fifteen forty five. Jesus is the Father of a new human nature. Says the first Adam brought sin and death. Jesus, the last Adam, bringing life. From him flows eternal life. And uh, I love that. Because what he's talking about there is God in his wisdom had two representatives. The first Adam and he sinned. And so death came because of that. And the curse But the second Adam was Christ, or not the second, the last. Some translations have it in your Bible as the second, but it's not proper. It should be the last. Because if it was second, there could be a third. (laughs) But there's not, he's not the second, he's the last. There's nobody coming after him. There's only two representatives. So Christ is the same kind of representative as Adam was. So as his life goes, so goes our life. And he's living inside of us now, so he's he's come to undo everything that the first Adam did. Light of the world, John eighteen or John eight twelve. Jesus is the light, Lion of the tribe of Judah, and this is referring to being David's son. David was from the tribe of Judah and Jesus fulfills the Old Testament prophecies being from the tribe of Judah and the lineage of David. And never hurts to have a lion on your side. And you know, lions roar. But nobody roars like Jesus. You know, you get into a difficulty and you don't know what to say, just say, Jesus, let it rip. Go ahead, Jesus, let it roar. Troubles will soon be over. Living, water, spirit. Jesus is our spiritual drink. Lord of lords. All right, so same question as king of kings. If he's lord of lords, is there anybody over him? No. So rest in that. Know that. Jesus is Lord over all. He has this little, or he has this title by right as the Son of God and creator of the cosmos. He is also a has also a title he has earned by his humble work of becoming human or in order to redeem us through his death. Hallelujah a man of sorrows. Jesus is known as the man of sorrows and I just want to encourage you with this that it was only temporary. <laughs> Cuz and I have to say that because there's there's some believers who think that life is just full of sorrows and that you know you're going to be miserable all your life. No, that and they'll quote this, you know, well Jesus was a man of sorrow. Yes, but it was only temporary. Do you think he was sorrowful when he was healing people, when he was raising Lazarus? No. The sorrow came when he became sin for us, when he died for us. And that was only temporary. All right. But some of y'all taking that on as a lifestyle. No, don't do that. Master. Master. Jesus is our teacher. Master means teacher or rabbi. And that's what Jesus was. Messenger of the covenant. And this is of the new covenant also. And so we have to know that. Messenger and angel are the same word in both. The Old and New Testament. Christ is God's ultimate messenger. Of the new covenant. Of God's grace. And the head of God's angelic armies. Hallelujah. I remember when. The doctor came out and showed me and Alan the videos of Debbie's heart when it was blocked and after he had put the stent in and the blood was flowing and he he said it. I mean he should have just used the word miracle, but he said someone was watching out for it. and Alan said, Yes, and it's by the grace of God and he said absolutely. You can't beat it. This is the messenger of the new covenant. There's a new way. God is with us. He's in us. Messiah. Jesus is Messiah. Messiah is the Hebrew word translated into Greek as Christ. Both words mean mean anointed one. And so the anointed one lives inside of us. That's why I struggle with some of you guys who, who think that you can't. And the only reason you can't is because you're not recognizing the anointed one lives in you. Okay? Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9.6 Christ is our peace. He has ended the conflict between God and man by His death on the cross. He has also given us internal peace by the love that is planted in our hearts by His Spirit. Hallelujah. And uh, prophet. Jesus is the prophet foretold. and he's the last one, to, well I mean like in that category. Redeemer. Jesus is our redemption. Christ's death is the payment that redeems us from the debt we owe to God's law, ransoming our lives and guaranteeing us a place in His family. Resurrection and the life. John 11:25. Jesus is life. Christ is life itself or Himself. Death could not hold Him, nor can it hold any who are in Him. Hallelujah. Savior. Jesus is our salvation. And the word salvation means to be saved, to be healed, and to be delivered. All of that goes with being saved. Okay? Or experiencing salvation. So when you give your life to Christ, you're saved, but... In the same cost that it did to get us saved, He also purchased our healing and He provided deliverance from us. Shepherd. He's the good shepherd. 1 Peter 2.25. That means He's leading us. Shiloh. Jesus is our promised peace. Jesus, Son of God. Luke 1.35 and Hebrews 4.14. But I also want you to know He's the Son of Man too. But Jesus is the Son of God by nature. He is, but He laid it all down to become the Son of Man to be able to die for us. He's the true vine. Jesus is our evergreen source of life. Jesus is our connection to the source of life. And I just want to encourage you Rest in that. Relax in that. You know? If Christ is in us, then if we'll develop that relationship with Him and, uh, and develop our faith, then Christ will automatically come out. When you get squeezed in those moments, you don't have to go looking for Christ. He'll just come out. Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6. All right, let's look at the names of the Holy Spirit. And uh, what we're going to do is just look at the first side of this with the references. So it'll have name, references, and meaning. On the back side, it has the same names, but it has personal application. You can look at that later. We're just going to go through the references. These are the names of the Holy Spirit. Breath of the Almighty. Remember, the first one we started with, with Jesus, was Almighty. This is the breath of the Almighty. He breathed into Adam, and Adam became a living being, a living soul. The Holy Spirit is the life giving breath of God, counselor, comforter. John 14, 16, and 26. 15, 26. In Romans 8, 26. The Holy Spirit comforts us, counsels and gives us strength. You know, you got to be thankful for the Holy Spirit in that role. Spirit of counsel. Uh, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. You can also find this in Ephesians Uh, The Holy Spirit counsels and teaches us as we grow in Christ. Eternal Spirit, Hebrews 9, 14. The Holy Spirit is eternally or eternal God or eternally God. They're the same. God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Free Spirit, Psalm 51, 12. The Holy Spirit is God's generous and willing spirit. He's God, Acts 5, 3 to 4. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. He is God. He's a good spirit. God's good spirit will teach and lead us in all that is good. He's the Holy Spirit. God is spirit and that spirit is holy. He is the spirit of holiness. And let me just pause here for a moment. If you're paying attention to Him, if you're walking with Him, then I promise you, you're going to be heading in the direction of holiness. So if you're not heading in the direction of holiness, then you need to check out who you're having a relationship with. Because it's not God. You may think it is, but it's not. The Holy Spirit is not going to lead us into sin. He can't. All right, let's go. Holy Spirit is Lord. 2 Corinthians 3, 16-17. Like Jesus and the Father, the Holy Spirit is also addressed in worship as Lord. Power of the highest. Luke 1, 35. The Spirit is God's power. The greatest power there is. Um. Miles Monroe wrote a book. And I highly encourage you to get it. The most important person on the face of the earth. The Holy Spirit. Miles Monroe. The most important person on the earth. The Holy Spirit. And it's so true because Jesus said. That. John baptized with water but He's coming to baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. And so, Jesus came to die for us, but also to be to enable the Father to send the Holy Spirit to us and to live in us. Ooh. Spirit of might, Isaiah 11-2, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of strength. I don't even have to ask you, do you need strength? It's a given. If you live in this world and you're breathing, you need strength. and Well, that's what the Holy Spirit's job is. Spirit of adoption. Romans 8.15. He is the Spirit by which we are made God's children. Hallelujah. Spirit of burning. Isaiah 4.4. The Spirit is God's fire of purification. And... The more God is going to use you, the more purified He's going to take you. And so you have to you have to know if you want to do great things for God, He's going to purify you. It's going to be greater than anybody else. And it's easy to say you want to do great things when you first get that revelation that you can, but it's another thing to still want to do great things after you've been put through the fire and the testing. Spirit of judgment. Again, Isaiah 4, 4 and 28, 6. The Spirit of God brings conviction and judgment. He doesn't bring condemnation, but He does bring conviction. And most of the time in the church today, we, we confuse those. I've shared about that before. But He does. Spirit of Christ. Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 9. 1 Peter 1, 11. The Holy Spirit is Jesus' own spirit of love shared with the Father. Spirit of glory. 1 Peter 4.14 The Spirit always gives glory to Christ. Hallelujah. And I'm sharing all this because I want us to get it down inside of us that this is who's living inside of us because we can't do the things that God wants us to do on our own. We need Him. And God, knowing that we need him, he provided Jesus so that we could have the Holy Spirit to come and live inside of us. Again, I don't know how people live without him. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And. You know, the scripture says that we go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. You don't go from faith to faith without learning about the Holy Spirit in us. You don't go from glory to glory. You know, we think of going from glory to glory. That's a great thing. And it is. It's a great thing. But there's a process in between. And you have to know the Holy Spirit to go from glory to glory. You know, everybody wants to go from faith to faith. Well, okay. But I'm telling you, between this faith and this faith, there's a whole lot of trouble. And, and so the best thing that we can do for our life is to trust and rely on the Holy Spirit. Amen? All right, stand with me. George, can you let Randy know In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, the the great promise is, for we know that all things work to good for those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. But verse 29 is, is the crux of it because if the Holy Spirit is a Spirit of glory, then He wants to produce Christ in us. He wants to produce the glory of Christ in us. Well, from 28 to 29 in Romans chapter 8, there's that process. Okay, if God is working all things out for our good because we love Him, that means what has started isn't good. All right? It's bad. It's harmful. It's hurtful. Because if it wasn't, then He wouldn't have to turn it around for our good, right? But since it is he's going to turn it around and so there's that process of turning it around that we get to know him in a different way and and the holy spirit we get to know the holy spirit in a different way and then as we do that then Christ is revealed in us more and more and as Christ is revealed in us more and more the glory of God is revealed in us more and more but you know we read those and we think oh this is great he's going to turn all things around for my good yeah, but you're going to be in the turning around. <laughs> you know, like when things get turned around in you, you get turned around. You're like, you know. It, this. I haven't mentioned this for a long time. So let me just say it. This is how you know that you were ever born again. After about three months, if you were truly born again, your life is chaotic. You don't know if today is today or if it's yesterday or tomorrow. You You are all messed up. Because the Spirit of God has come inside of us. And then. He starts rearranging things and the things that you thought you knew, you don't know anymore. Plus, this is how you also know. If you've never had the Holy. I mean, the the enemy challenge you on whether you're saved or not, then you need to consider whether you're saved or not. Because the enemy can't. He'll try and keep us from being saved. But once you get saved, then his job is to convince you that you're not saved. So that you stay as you were and not in the power of what God wants to do in your life. And so then he begins to challenge you on whether you're saved or not. And and then with all your mind going crazy to begin with, because God's rearranging everything, then you sit there and you think, well, I wonder if I'm saved. Well, that's a good question. And so I've had people, you know, after about three months, they're like, Pastor, I don't even know if I'm saved. Oh, thank God. You are! Hallelujah! God has been at work in you. But I I do want to tell you this. If you're not progressing with God, the enemy doesn't have to ask whether you're saved or not, does he? He just leaves you alone. You just be saved and on your way to heaven be stupid the rest of your life. And don't do anything for them, but I know they're out there, but in here we want to do something for God. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father, I'm so grateful for the love that you have for us. and Lord, I thank you that you didn't come just to save us. You came to save us and you came to live inside of us. And Father, we, we can't think of anything greater than that. And so Father, I pray that you would by Your Spirit, by the grace that You've given us, that we would have a hunger and a thirst for more of You. Place it within us, Father. And Lord, work within us. Father, we give the Holy Spirit freedom to work in our lives, that we would draw close to You. And as You're working all these things in us, I thank You that You never leave us and You never forsake us because You're right inside us. And we're so grateful for that. Thank you for this study on the names of God. The names of Jesus and the names of the Holy Spirit. And Father, may we constantly remember that no matter what we face, you are in us. And therefore, you're with us through it all. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. Go have a great week in Him.